Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corker Foundation for Mental Health. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We are sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of other people who do as well. We've learned that hearing others speak openly and without shame about their experiences makes it easier to believe depression is a common and treatable illness, not a personal failing. You are far from alone. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. Next week, on Thursday, November 11th, we observe Veterans Day here in the United States, honoring those who have served in the armed forces. But truly honoring veterans goes far beyond observing federal holidays. We have to tune into and listen to our vets, acknowledge the trauma they may have, and its threats to their mental health and wellness. A recent survey of more than 28,000 post-9-11 veterans conducted by the Wounded Warrior Project found that 60% of veterans reported feeling disconnected from their family, friends, or community, and half of them agreed that their mental and physical health has worsened since the pandemic. Fortunately, nearly 70% also said they know where to turn for help if they need it. One of those places is the Veterans Administration. And in the first of two episodes devoted to vets and their mental health, we talked to a psychiatrist at the VA about the unique ways the pandemic has been and continues to be challenging. And we discuss what vets can do to support themselves. Next week, we'll explore how the rest of us, family, friends, and civilians, can support our vets. This interview was originally recorded a year ago, when we were just months into the pandemic. Dr. McBride mentions 230,000 COVID-related deaths in the U.S. That number has now tripled to more than 736,000, according to the CDC. Welcome to the Clement J. Zablocki VA Medical Center in Milwaukee. Dr. McBride. We thought VA psychiatrist Dr. Mike McBride would be the perfect guest for this Veterans Day episode because of his unique, multifaceted perspective on the veteran culture and its mental health challenges and needs. Each VA medical center in the U.S. has a local recovery coordinator, or LRC. Mike is Milwaukee, Wisconsin's. And my job really is to help the entire system our center and our area can understand recovery principles as, as it's defined as you know, each, each veteran is on their own journey and we need to be uh, uh, working with them, helping them make the choices that are right for them and uh, supporting them in a holistic way. McBride is a veteran himself. After 9-11, he joined the Army Reserves. He deployed four times with the Army and once with the Navy. After that tragedy, the military was looking for medical personnel and treating all the uh, uh, injured coming out of Iraq and Afghanistan early in the war, 2003 and 2005. 
And then because they were running out of psychiatrists, everyone was deployed into Iraq in 2008 during the surge and, and then 2010 as they were beginning to kind of draw down. Um, and that was the year that my unit was the one that was hit by the, um, the major psychiatrist, uh, Hassam, who uh, killed 13 soldiers at Fort Hood in 2009. And I wasn't with them at the time. I joined them a month later, but that was the last tour. I thought there was no way I would want to continue it. And at that time, got out of the Army and, and shortly thereafter joined the, the Navy and deployed to Afghanistan. McBride says the military veteran world is a culture to itself. Being part of it helps him connect and work with veterans in their recovery. We asked if the mental health challenges and needs of the veterans he sees have changed with the pandemic. There's no other way to put it. This is unprecedented. We we have no template or blueprint to kind of follow. And so we are we're all sort of each day, you know, trying to understand it a little better and to cope and, and, and get through it. The, the problem is we don't know what get through it means. Getting through it is something veterans, particularly those in substance abuse recovery, are practiced at. They are the ones that I think have the best sort of model, the best handle on how we can live with this. And as they would tell you that when they're trying to live a sober life, they are doing it one day at a time. You do not get caught up in what's going to happen next week or next month or next year. You get through it today. And what you can do to stay sober or for all of us now during this pandemic and veterans too, what you can do to stay positive, to stay functional, to um, stay connected to people, that's a day-by-day task. McBride's day-by-day task involves supporting vets who turn to him for support with mental health distress that is largely, he says, the result of post-traumatic stress disorder. The military, by definition, sort of sets up service members for trauma. They have to. They have to train them to, to respond to trauma. So thus, most veterans are carrying a trauma history based on their military service and PTSD, one of its hallmark uh, you know, symptoms is avoidance and uh, isolating. And so that's just part of their world way before COVID. And COVID has only made that worse. So my, my veterans joked early on, last spring that was, when everyone went into a shutdown, they joked about, well, we're already conditioned for this. In fact, one of my veterans had a funny statement. He goes, there are only two populations that are really prepared for uh, a quarantine. That's combat veterans and convicts. And that's true to a point. But I think that as time goes on, as time has gone on, even those veterans who are comfortable with isolation are still, uh, I think, are showing more signs of of depression uh, because of the disconnect from human relationships, and that's, that's a very serious concern. We asked Dr. McBride what veterans and their families can do to address that increase in depression. Well, 
and your your podcast addressing depression. And I learned long ago in my psychiatric training from a very skilled supervisor that whenever you hear the word depression, when someone's telling you about their feeling depressed, begin to explore loss. Where are their losses? Because it's loss, which is the cognitive equivalent to the emotion of depression. And that's been helpful to think about. Well, think about the entire world is everyone's giving up something, whether it's my nephew who is a senior football player, a star up in Minnesota, and, and they, they, their season's shut down. And the, that loss may seem obviously trivial in comparison to those who have loved ones who are fighting a battle with life or death with COVID and, and, and 230,000 Americans who have lost their lives. That's a profound loss, but there's loss felt across the board. And so that feeling of depression is linked to that loss. So I think what we need to do as people, individuals, and as communities is to recognize what those losses are and try to have some kind of responsive replacement. McBride describes this time as one of a collective trauma that challenges all of us to be resilient. Which we all have. We all have these traits of resilience, uh, and we need to really lean heavily on those, develop those, you know, uh, foster those, those, uh, those traits that allow us to bounce back, to get up each day, face each day, recognize that there will be some loss, but maybe something here can be gained. Maybe there will be something that we can grow from, that, the concept of post-traumatic growth, which is a very important concept that we all consider now that we're all going through a collective trauma. We can grow from this. We can become stronger and healthier from this experience, and we have to be you know, watchful of, of, of how, how that's going to happen. Acknowledging both the possibility and difficulty of that challenge, McBride refers to an accessible tool that is familiar to all veterans. Every veteran, and if there are veterans listening or family members of veterans, this is important because every veteran has a creed that they had to learn, and it was usually pounded in them in some way, whether it's the sailor's creed in the Navy or the soldier's creed in the Army or the rifleman's creed in the, in the Marines. Everyone has a creed. And when they leave the military service and become veterans, they miss that. They miss that sense of the values. So I'm going to read to you the eight, um, the eight points of the veterans creed. And it begins. So this is, I mean, I'm thinking about those veterans out there. This is what they need to tell themselves each day. Number one, I am an American veteran. Number two, I proudly serve my country. Number three, I live the values I learned in the military. Number four, I continue to serve my community, my country, and my fellow veterans. Number five, I maintain my physical and mental discipline. Number six, I continue to read and improve. Number seven, I make a difference. And number eight, I honor and remember my fallen comrades. So I have veterans every day who are, they look at this and repeat this to themselves and go, okay, what am I going to do today to live by this creed? And and for some, I think it can really help. In addition to repeating and living by the creed, McBride also says, finding ways to connect right now is critical. 
you know, this is hard. I've got um, some of my young veterans who have really taken this COVID thing so, so this has really hurt them, where they have fallen off the radar, so to speak, and are, are now really living lives of isolation. And that worries me. And so I'm, I'm, if people are listening, veterans are listening, there are ways to connect with our with with your providers at the VA, or if you need a provider, let me just tell you this: uh, since this year started, the VA has had over 20 million visits that have been, um, you know, virtual visits or telephone visits. So you can still connect with your with the people on your treatment team through uh, a video connection or a phone connection, but. Or if you need to, and I have veterans come in to my office every day because they need to see me face-to-face. We're still offering that, too. And I think that's the message we got to get out there is that this may be the time right now to be more connected, to be reaching out more so than, than at other times. And for family members, encouraging your loved one who's a veteran to reach out. In fact, if they need to reach out as a family member and make that connection, they can do that, too. There's that word again, Terry, connection. We all need to feel connected. It's a hard time to do that. I know, but that makes it all the more essential. Yeah, absolutely. In new ways, in different ways. And when both depression and PTSD uh, can lead to isolation, it's even more important and more difficult or less instinctual or whatever words you want to use. It's It's just harder to drag yourself out to do it. Harder. Harder. Absolutely. Dr. McBride gave us some links to some resources for veterans as well that we'll be linking to with this episode. And we want to remind you about the crisis line that's available specifically for veterans in crisis and their families and friends. 800-273-8255 and press 1. You'll be connected to listeners specifically for veterans. The text line for veterans is 838-255. Terry, I got to be honest, I got really teary and heavy hearted while researching this and writing this. Um, I have to admit to myself, and I guess I'm admitting it publicly, that I have never thanked a veteran for their service. I've never even asked a veteran to share something about their experience with me. You know, something about it feels off limits. And that wall that feels impenetrable or scary, uh, you know, to take down is the stigma that we keep talking about. Oh, boy. I, I, I appreciate your service and your personal sacrifice. Thank you. I doubt you're the only person who is ha- experiencing those thoughts and those feelings, having listened to Dr. McBride. And hopefully there will be some changes in behaviors and conversations as a result of this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say again, thank you. And I'm sorry. God, I'm crying. I, can't, I just feel really badly about this. Totally unexamined. So next week, I just want to say we're going to look at how civilians, and this is one of the ways, we can support the mental health of veterans and honor them far beyond the federal holiday. So stay tuned for next week's episode. I want to mention one cool thing, uh, Mental Health America of Wisconsin. This week, they're opening the nation's first peer-run respite for veterans. It's for people in southeastern Wisconsin though the model could certainly be adapted elsewhere, and it provides on-site peer support 24-7 to 
former members of the United States Armed Forces who are living with mental health and or substance use conditions. It's really been a long time coming and we really hope against all hopes that it is a a good resource and a helpful one for veterans. And a blueprint and template, hopefully for many more. Indeed. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.